Oleg in Winnipeg writes in says, Rod is fighting so hard. My awesome comments. One day I'll win him over for one. Well, at least you're now speaking in first person. The fact that you've been writing in in third person for several years, it, I will. I refuse to read your comments in third person. So that's why, Oleg, if you spoke like a normal person, I'd read your comment. How about that? How about that? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. It's hour two of the RP Show, and uh, we're going to get to our hour two guests right away. I'm smiling because this has just been a fantastic show. And don't bring them on yet, guys, but I will tell our guest, Richard Holdridge from the Sports Beat, WQEE Radio in Atlanta, that... Just this week, we began, well, last Friday, we began airing on Shaw Rogers Channel 230. That's up to 2 million more homes all across Western Canada. And the reason I bring that up, not just to brag, but also my advisor saying, Rod, you need to reintroduce yourself. There's a lot of people that don't know about you. They see the sports talk guy, but they don't understand. Uh, eight and a half years sober here, a guy who's been through a lot of issues in my life eight and a half years sober as mentioned but now licensed mental health recovery coach and addiction recovery in the state of florida the country of canada interventionist grief trauma stress management so james and board manitoba writes in and says uh, i love that you let your guests say what everyone else is thinking good or bad you can come on here and say whatever the hell you want but we were talking about akima lou the black player former nhler who uh basically came forward with Bill Peters, who's now the head coach of the Lethbridge Hurricanes, and he's, he's upset the WHL and the Lethbridge Hurricanes didn't consult him with them hiring Bill Peters. Akeem needs counseling. Bill Peters has had it, and it doesn't sound to me like Akeem's even taken the first step in healing in his life or what Bill Peters did to him. And I'll just to give you an example, what I do when I'm not sitting here, because I don't think a lot of people know, I sat across the table from a man in his 40s who had spent more time in jail than free and had sexually assaulted multiple women. Huge, huge man. Like, I'm six foot three, and I was tiny compared to him. And I said, uh, why did you do that to these women? He goes, because people did that to me when I was a toddler and an infant. And I said, okay. You know that's not right, right? You know that's not a proper excuse. He goes, I know that now. Guy's free on the street. Will he do it again? Will he not? I don't know. I'm not comparing Bill Peters to that guy. But what I'm saying is I know the ins and outs and dealing with victims, dealing with abusers. I get it all. And I wonder how many people do that are shooting their mouth off these days about the Bill Peters situation. Anyways, thank you. Richard Holdridge is my kind of guy. He gets all this stuff sportscaster from uh well columbus georgie's on wqe rich welcome to the rp show again dude you you i was on the edge of my seat the last time you were with us you were just getting to me to the point of why college football's number one where you live and then bink our line got cut we got knocked off the air so how are you in the time since dude how are you doing i'm doing great Ron, I'm just glad to be back on your show. I mean, tomorrow is September. I mean, we are getting ready for college football. You know, it's a kind of a big deal down here in the South, you know, in Columbus, <laughs> Georgia. We're just excited. College football, the NFL in two weeks. I mean, I'm I'm a part of high school football. I'm part of a live streaming service called Georgia Alabama Sports Live. Myself and 
Thrip Berenger, another radio personality in Columbus with DJ Jones, who also was a member of the 1980 national championship team for the Georgia Bulldogs. And uh, we've been live streaming high school football games. And, you know, I was able to call Harris County, Russell County. We had Carver Spencer. I mean, we're going to be at Harris County this Friday again with Sean Harris County. A lot of people in Columbus that know all the high schools. We want to try to give love to all the high schools because I love high school football and and I've, I try to keep my show as local as possible, but we also have college football coming up on the scene. You know, we got Thursday night college football. We got a big one tonight, Rob. Uh, Rod, we got yes. the Florida and Utah. On ESPN, uh, but uh, UCF home tonight to Kent State, their first game in the Power Five. So, <laughs> whoa, there's the buffet. People don't understand. I try to tell them, Rich. Last year at this time, I kind of dipped my toe into the water of college football, and it was like an undertow, a riptide. Whoop! But they'll pull you in, right? There's no slowing down. And so the poll question today, I want your take on this one. You would be the perfect guy to ask. It's for Key Auto Group. At the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed about your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. What's your favorite brand of football this time of year? NFL? CFL, college or high school? Could you pick one, Richard? Oh, it is hard to pick one. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, a 49ers fan. I was spoiled. Five Super Bowl championships hmm. when I was a kid. First 25 years of my life, they won five Super Bowls. But the last so of my life, I'm 44 years old. Since 1999, the 49ers have had six playoff appearances, but six championship appearances at least and two Super Bowl appearances. Uh, I love the 49ers. I, I'm, I'm a huge 49ers fan. They, they got a tough one against the Steelers on Sunday, but they got Nick Bosa back. I would have to say, you know, living in Columbus, where you go to these small towns and they love college football. You, you're, your average sports fan will talk about the Georgia Bulldogs, Auburn, Alabama. There's not a whole lot of Atlanta Falcons fans, and, and I like both, and I want to support the Falcons mm. too. I think that they're going to bounce back season. But, yeah, down here in the South, it's college football. But if I said that I have a favorite, it's hard to pick. But I, I would have to say the NFL, and, and that's really going to not sit well with, you know, my colleagues here in the South that live, breathe, and eat college football. And it's like, oh, well, all of a sudden you're giving all this love for college football, but you're an NFL fan. But it is hard because in the South we got to cover it all. And, and plus, with high school football on Friday nights, I mean – I try to cover as much as I can on my podcast because I want to try to give everybody some love. Richard, the Canadians watching, it's what you're good, man. Um, and I only bring on the best on this show, by the way. Um, What's that? Truth. I said I only bring on the best broadcasters and best people. So uh, you made the cut. Uh, you deserve well, it. Well, I will. But the thing is, yeah, go ahead. No, Rod, I, I know that your audience loves the CFL. I mean, I'll, I'll watch the CFL, too. I know the Toronto Argonauts and the, you know, the Edmonton uh, Elks now. It used to be Elks. Eskimos. I mean, <laughs> Elks now. And, you know, I know your fan base loves the CFL. I, I want to try to give them some love, too. It's just great that we have football year-round. But, yeah, the, the CFL uh, well, a, a good Well, of course. Yeah, well, what I was yeah. getting to was that the Canadians don't understand how big football is down here. Wally Buono, the winningest coach in Canadian Football League history, said that Americans love football 
10 times more than Canadians love hockey. And I won't ask you to get into any of that. I just want to pass along what Wally said. Now, where you're at in Columbus, Georgia, my good friend, Ken Austin, we won a great cup together in Saskatchewan in 07, is now the offensive coordinator at Auburn. Did you say that Auburn is one of the three main schools you folks follow in your area? Am I right on that? I think it's the number one school. It's only 45 minutes from Columbus. Even though we're in Columbus, Georgia, the main focus should be Georgia. But we cover Auburn because it is in the market of the Tri-City area, Columbus, Phoenix City, the Chattahoochee Valley, which we call Opelika, Auburn. And so Auburn's playing UMass this week. I think they got an easy schedule until they play Texas A&M and then Georgia. But Peyton Thorne is the starting quarterback and Hugh Freeze. I'm excited to see what this Hugh Freeze offense is going to look like because he's got some recruits. I think Auburn is going to be a lot better next year. I'm guessing they're probably going to go 7-5, and five, maybe 8-4. and four, But, yeah, there's a lot of Auburn Tigers fans here in Columbus. Speaking of people that got second chances, Hugh Freeze, um, what was the take when he was brought into that program and, and brought Ken Austin with him from Liberty? Well, Rod, I think that the Auburn fan base was so fed up with Brian Harson and the way it ended that they would either have two train of thoughts. They'd be okay with giving it to the interim coach, Cadillac Williams, because I think that he fired them up and uh, they were very competitive when Cadillac took over as the interim coach. But they wanted a big splash. You look at Gus Malzahn and Gene Chizik. They took Auburn to at least the national championship in their first season, and they wanted a big splash. They wanted a coach that can go toe-to-toe with Nick Saban because Hugh Freeze can coach. He coached up Ole Miss to two wins in 2015 against Nick Saban. They just wanted a big splash. They still wanted to get Cadillac Williams on the staff because I think he's a great recruiter. He's a leader of men. And so you have that angle that gives the Auburn fan base some hope. Tell me a little bit about your show, Richard. The Beat is what we're talking about right now. Just, uh, I mean, I've listened to it, but I'm asking a question I want everybody else to know. Uh, this is kind of what it's all about from uh, 2 to 3 Eastern on WQE. Am I right? Yeah. Don't we have a great sports lineup on WQEE starting with your oh, show yeah. at noon? And I'm on right after you uh, from 12 to 2. You can listen to Rod Peterson. And then I'm on from 2 to 3. And then right after me is Braves Country Today with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. I've had you on my show, Rod, and I'm just excited to to really be followed by just a legend. I mean, I've heard a lot of great things about you. You got Ooh. a great show. I'm, I'm a big fan of, of your show. Listen to it a lot, and and really, I just uh, you know, keep up the good work. We're we're really trying to grind here because we love talking about sports, and that's really what it's all about. This is something I've always wanted to do when I was a kid. You know, I did the whole broadcasting major when I was in college, and, and I love doing play-by-play for sports and, and really having those hot sports takes and talking about sports on a local sports talk radio station. And, you know, I've been doing my show for about three years, and I'm about to approach my 700th episode next week. I'm excited about, about that. that. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, Ryan O'Neill has written in, I think you know him, the host of the Morning Penitentiary oh, yeah. with Ryan O'Radio. 
He says, Sports Beat I, and RP Show cr crossover. He's written into our uh, YouTube comments here right now. So way to go, Ryan. We love you, brother. He is the best. We're so, uh, I'm like you, very grateful to be on this wonderful radio station. And hey, just to so say, you know, or you mentioned Braves country in the late afternoon. What is the take on the Braves? Because I said this the other day. They should have more World Series in, let's say, the last decade than they do. Am I right or wrong on that? You are right, Rod. They are the best team in baseball right now. I remember watching the Braves throughout the 90s, and they have the one World Series, but they did go to the World Series in 91, 92, should have went in 93. When they got Greg Maddox in 93, I thought it was over. I thought the Braves were just going to continue dominating. It wasn't that they were a good team. It's just that they were taking on teams of destiny. That 96 Yankees team was special, even though the Braves were heavy favorites. I mean, Jim Layrich, John Wetland gets the MVP because he's got four saves. And then in 1999, when the Braves took on the Yankees, th I mean, that was a dynasty that the Yankees were able to win another World Series. And I think it was just bad luck in the 90s because the Braves were heavy favorites every year. That 97 Marlins team was a magical team. The 98 Padres team with Kevin Brown, he was unstoppable in 98. I do believe the Braves should have had more World Series titles, but I think what they got going on right now, not only are they going to win multiple World Series with this group of players because they're locked up for the next couple of years. They've got young pitchers, Spencer Strider, Max Freed. I think it's, they're going to be hard to stop in the playoffs. I know the Dodgers are right now the number two seed. I don't know. I think I see a collision course, another NLCS between the Braves and the Dodgers. The Braves need to continue winning because home field advantage is at stake. And right now, the Dodgers have a very good team, and they're on their heels. Well, we have a little preview uh, tonight, right, in Los Angeles between the Dodgers and the Braves. And I asked you the last time you are on, this is what I do remember, what's your number one sport? You said baseball. And you yes. just proved it again. Um, Brian in Edmonton writes, and he says, awesome guest. I know. I'm just passing it along. We only bring the best on here. Um, from Well, L. Short writes in and says, the Rough Riders should go after Nathan Rourke. Uh, he signed with the Jaguars practice roster yesterday. Thanks for playing. Jordan in Calgary writes in and he says, I can't wait for NFL football. Well, what do we got? A little over a week. Any super? We'll end it on this. Super Bowl prediction, Richard? What do you got? Super Bowl prediction, the 49ers and the Chiefs. It's going to be a rematch of again. the Super Bowl 20. Again, I know we get to have that again. Um, there's no stopping Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't matter if Tyreek Hill's on the Dolphins. The 49ers, if Brock Purdy is a top-five quarterback, the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl because their team is actually loaded. I think the window is going to close for the 49ers. This is the year because Kyle Juszczyk may retire. They're going to have to pro play Brent pay Brandon Ayuk and you know they just wrapped up Nick Bosa I mean the one thing I worry about with the 49ers is that offensive line on the right side with Colton McKivich he's replacing uh their uh Mike McClinchy who's now with the Broncos their linebacker core is a little weak they only have Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw I would like to see more depth on the linebacker position but I think that the NFC is slightly down. I don't think the Eagles are going to be as good as they were last year because they have the tough schedule. 
I think that Dallas has uh, gone down just a little bit. I know that a lot of Cowboys fans are just going to absolutely rip me. But, look, they lost Dalton Schultz. They lost Kellen Moore as their OC. Uh, who knows? Maybe Trey Lance becomes a superstar quarterback. And, and you know, even though I don't think that that was a bad trade by the 49ers because they found their quarterback in Brock Purdy. I don't expect big things from the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm teetering on switching my allegiances to the Miami Dolphins because I live here. Rich, we got to go. The uh, audience loved you. Uh, we'll hear from you coming up at 2 p.m. here on The Key. Thanks, brother. Stay close. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show again. Richard Holdridge from the Sports Beat. On this very radio station, 99.1 FM, WQEE. Or as they say down there, WWQEE. We'll be back with uh, Serena after this. Also on Game Plus TV, podcast, and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. It is hour two of episode number 1072 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. Serena Taylor joins us back here. And as you learned in hour one, hockey isn't just her thing. She's not just a one-trick pony. She can talk some baseball, too. There is news on this Thursday that we'll get out of the way before we move on. Chad Kelly signing a contract extension with the Toronto Argonauts today. He is the CFL's leading passer, former NFLer, nephew of uh, Jim Kelly, the Bills great. I appreciate Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes it. He says, official figures on the Chad Kelly deal, $1.865 million over the next three seasons, uh, $615,000 and up from there incrementally. He is now the highest paid player in the Canadian Football League. We'll be talking about this far, far, far more Friday, tomorrow with Jim Barker. And Stevie Baggs will be joining us as well. Hall of Famer. Um, Camper27 in Winnipeg writes in. He says, nine games into the season, the Argos are paying top dollar for their quarterback. Downward slide begins next year. Why you got to pee on the parade? (laughs) Jeff in Winnipeg says, it's Christmas weekend for me. NCAA football time. Go Georgia Bulldogs. Going after a three-peat down there in Georgia. Athens, Georgia. Okay. We talked about college football. Other than to say your team is LSU, do you want to explain why you like the Tigers? Super random, actually. When I was in high school and I didn't have class during the day, I love watching college baseball. And for whatever reason, it was LSU always has a strong baseball program. And so I started watching all the LSU games. And that's how I became an LSU fan. Obviously, it translates into football as well. But 
it just was one of those things I just kind of stumbled into. Makes zero sense. Might make a nice road trip. One of my closest friends uh, is a Hall of Famer there, Ron Este, with the LSU Tigers. So, yeah, cool place. Okay, reason I wanted to bring this up with you. Last hour, Mike Richards was on with us. And this translates to all of sports, even with Chad Kelly and what he signed today. Mike Richards, I wrote down the quote. The players call the shots on this team. He was referring to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Austin Matthews now making his $13.25 million per season. And Clark, what's Mitch Marner at? 11.5, is he not? 10.9, okay. So 11 mil, let's say. That's $24 million between two players, roughly accounting for 25% of your salary cap. And, and that's not to say that it's wrong, but he's basically saying you can put whoever you want in there to coach that team because coach ain't running the team. That's the way I read it. And I wondered how you feel about that. And, he, and I asked him, why would you say that? And he said, well, look at Belichick. Uh, Tom Brady wasn't even the highest paid player on the Patriots. It was about team, not superstars. What do you think? I don't disagree with him. He's probably right. Does that have any, in the Leafs situation, I'm not really sure it has anything to do with the coach. I hear what he's saying, but I've always believed that Marner's overpaid. And I personally think Matthews is overpaid now. That's Mm. just me. Um, But that's not the coach's fault or really the player's fault that they're getting that much money. Who wouldn't take that much money? So, But it's apples and oranges. When you have a guy like Bill Belichick who was around for how many years, that's a different story. If you come into a team or you go into a job as the boss and there's already people in place, it's a lot harder than when things start to rotate. So the longer Belichick was there, the more he had control over guys. Which Sheldon Keefe is going to tell those guys what to do? Come on. He's like not even a full generation older than them. Yeah. It's just different. It's just different. If he was around for another 20 years, like you look at guys back, like that would have probably never happened when Harold Ballard was around. Think what you will of him, but that guy was around for a hundred years. Yeah. And they also never won anything, you know, like I, sure. I don't want to name. And by the way, the Leafs may still not win anything. That's kind of what Mike Richards is saying is team first wins. And now my mind's racing, thinking about, championships in all sports uh even in vegas with the golden knights which i'm going to flip gears in a second i just want your opinion on what mike richard said you said the orders are the best team what in the division or the conference over there yeah, in the division West? okay well yeah. that's where i had him picked to finish first how are you on this and by the way we're going to be recording our cats and bolts podcast coming up in the next couple of weeks where we will be covering the tampa bay lightning and the florida panthers What about those that say the Panthers are going to be too busy recovering from the long run? I have them pick second in the Atlantic Division floor. Toronto one, Florida two. And they say, no, they're too beat up. Like Kachuk was majorly hurt in the uh, Stanley Cup final, right? He had a sternum injury and various maladies. It's a long season, Serena. 82 games. Like Tampa was a repeat Stanley Cup champion, so it didn't affect them. Will it affect Vegas, do you think? No. I don't think no, Vegas has the team in place to make that happen. The difference between Vegas and Florida was night and day, people. If Florida's banged up, they're already putting excuses into place because Florida... Well, they're not saying it, by the way. No, 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 whoever, whoever they happens to be. But what I'm saying is they're already setting that tone because let's be honest, 
Florida's not as good of a team as they're standing as where they got to last year. They're just not. So they're already trying to get ahead of it by going, ah, oh, well, guys are hurt. Guys, dude, it's August. We talking about guys are hurt. You think Vegas didn't Vegas didn't play any really any less games and you don't hear them running around crying. It's never the winners that are crying, it's the losers. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, well, and again, it's not the Panthers saying it. It just fans have said that. When I came out with my predictions the other day, uh, people said, there's no way they'll be that high. Well, Yet nobody said that about Vegas being second. And yeah, but just as far. Florida, Florida's not as good of a team. Like I, I wouldn't, the Florida's not going to end up second. They're, I, don't, I don't think so. But Vegas is just, after watching those teams and when we both got to watch them play live, I mean, Vegas is... It's like watching a triple A team play a bunch of 12 year olds. It literally was that difference in the crispness of the passes, wow. paying attention to where the play is going. I mean, like my dad said, Florida was like a bunch of coyotes running around. They just, they had no game plan whatsoever. Well, news flash was, won't be a surprise to anybody. I have a very tough time separating my heart from my head, particularly when it comes to sports. So, I often say, don't follow me for betting. Why do you think my <laughs> predictions are way off? It was up to me. Cody Fajardo would win the Grey Cup every year. <laughs> and it would be Fajardo versus Chris Jones in the Grey Cup every year. So you want, I have to make predictions. You hate them because why? You hate doing them because why? People, you hate to be wrong? No, not at all. I, when have I cared what other people think? That's what I'm saying. It's just, I don't know. It's so hard to say because I'm of the firm belief that you should never, ever, ever get cocky and think something's going to happen because it never happens yeah, like that. Yeah, well, that's, it's one thing for the coaches and players to think. It's another for us in the media yeah, to of course. talk about it. Dawn, our Navy friend in Ottawa, which might explain why our number two city for viewership is Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, the national capital of Canada. Don says, would a shorter NHL season and playoff lead to better play and longer careers? I'd be more interested in that versus survivor hockey. It's not really a lot longer than it used to be. Even when there were only six or 12 teams in the league, they were still playing 60 plus games. 72, even in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, and like... Four, four rounds here. Uh, four best of seven series yeah it's really not i think you got to look at it like this if you really want to break it down players are a lot more in tune with their bodies now they have a lot more people like look at tom brady he has his own trainers his own nutritionist all that when you fuel your body differently than phil esposito did i mean come on there's a reason guys are alive it was more rough and tough back then guys are soft now before they were getting banged around without helmets on and they still survived you know, it's just how they fuel their bodies so much better now. They should be able to maintain that level. Well, I hope people enjoy the debate because what we see is very rarely what, we, what is actually going on. Like, for instance, you talk about the injuries. Shea Weber has never played since that Stanley Cup mm -hmm. rhino for Montreal. And what did we learn? He had 18 screws put in his shoulders and knees and stuff. Like, Shea Weber, he ain't soft. No, of course not. Right. Him and guys, oh, Carey Price too. You know, they, but they knew this was their chance. A any guy would have done the same thing. 100%. Oh, yeah, it was not necessarily saying it was heroic, but mm -hmm. that's just Shea Weber. And then with Carey Price, I think he came back. Correct me if I'm wrong. You Habs fans watching in Eastern Canada will tell me if I am wrong. Or even Bob Marier if he's watching. 
I think he played one game at the end of the next season. Yeah, like he's he's Just to, been yeah. back. But, yeah, but yeah. what Kerry was battling was not only physical, as we learned, major emotional toll, and clearly not from just that run, but from 15 years as the starting goalie of the Montreal Canadiens. You think that might play havoc with your noggin? Yeah, it has to. Living in Montreal and being a starting... I heard that he never left his apartment, and that wouldn't shock me. That's also not normal. Um, I would like to never leave. <laughs> that's yeah, just you, me. Yeah, yeah You'd that's... be happy. Uh, Jeff in Winnipeg says, Stone Cold Serena Taylor, telling it like it is. The best. Don't let it go to your head. Jeff the Stams fan. There's not enough room for my head to get bigger at this table. Jeff the Stams fan says, <laughs> exactly, Serena. That is a good lesson in all of life. What is? Everything I said. I was going to say, I wasn't listening. You'll yeah. have to be more uh, yeah. specific. Jay in Winnipeg says, the Bombers are lunching on bacon, lettuce, and Fajardo sandwiches the next two weeks. Al, you realize he doesn't play for Sask anymore, right? He, they don't care. They just want Winnipeg to lose. Yeah, he's a Bomber fan. He's a Bomber fan. Oh, I thought he was a writer. The fan. Bombers are lunching on bacon, lettuce, and Fajardo sandwiches the next two yeah. weeks. He plays for Montreal now. Winnipeg's playing Sask the next Oh, two I see weeks. what he's saying. Please okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, day. <laughs> Jeff the Stams fan says, not being cocky and thinking you know how things will go. I was getting... Jeff actually wrote in when asked. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, that would be the don't count your chickens before they're hatched type yeah. mentality. And by the way, since you're here, I don't, we'll save the Florida and Tampa NHL for our podcast that we'll be starting up next month. And it's just going to be fantastic. But Mike Richards said to me, do they get as wrapped up in the Florida Panthers contract situation as they do here in Toronto <laughs> with the Leafs? <laughs> And my reply at the break was, in the years I've been in Florida, six, I have never heard one fan say to another, you know, I really hope they sign so-and-so because his contract is coming up. They don't have any idea. And that's okay. That's all right. It's just that kind of talk does not happen here at all. When I was back in Canada, it was like I was on another planet. It's Oilers. It's... Flames in Calgary, where you were. Yeah. It's CFL. It's whatever. It's just completely different. But everybody's so tuned in with their team. They know what's going on. People are not hockey fans up there. They're more than that. They know what's happening. It's just not the same here at all. No. However, that's not their fault. I said this about the Blue Jays. Like if they miss the playoffs, I won't miss a second sleep. I won't. I follow them, and if they're winning, I'll watch every game. But I don't get up every day and check the scores like you do. It's like our guy Thad, the Panthers fan. He goes, down here, if the Panthers lose in the playoffs, oh, well, we'll go party on South Beach all weekend. It's the same. It's just the way they're yeah. into what they're into, but it ain't the NHL. It was crazy because we were talking about what the ticket, we were talking about how many fans they're probably going to have in the rink this year in Florida. And I said to Rod, you know they jacked up those prices. You know they jacked them up this year. Well, the people that were paying whatever they were paying last year aren't going to pay double to go to a regular season game here. They weren't even filling the rink last year as it was. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. The Stanley Cup final, I was 
perplexed. I'm like, let me get this straight. You couldn't fill the rink in a regular season game when tickets were $45 and now they're 750 and the place is packed? Like, how do people that aren't fans have that money to spend? I don't understand There's it. a lot of people with money here, as we've discovered. Sure, yeah. And the tickets got up to 1200 Last one on the Florida Panthers. I will say this. I sat beside Jeff Chickburn in the broadcast booth, or the press box, game three. And he just looked around the arena. And you know Chick, great guy. He goes, this place is pretty awesome when she's rocking in full. 19-5. Well, so is, every, awesome. so is every ring in the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Why do you have to be like that? Because I'm honest and I'm real. All he was saying is it's a great rink when it's full. Again, every rink is great when it's full and they're in the well, final. Answer your questions when we come back, including a sports update in overtime. We're live on Game Plus, the key podcast and YouTube live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. You are looking in to the RP Show here in South Florida. Thanks for everyone for tuning in, texting in the break, putting up with Serena's comments. 902-518-3033 is the number to reach us here. And our text line is brought to you by EMJ Marketing. They provide the right keynote speaker for your event. Contact Joe at emjmarketing.com. We are live across... Western Canada now, we've always been on Tele, so we appreciate them for that, Channel 924, Alberta and BC. Uh, but now Rogers, Shaw, Channel 230. So a lot of new viewers all getting introduced to the Golden Girl today. I feel like that should be the next poll question. Should we stay with that? Because you're not really a fan of it. It's terrible. Yet everybody's a fan of it. So, and you're not supposed to like your nickname. We are out on the lanai. <laughs> We're on the line A here in Florida, the screened-in patio. Um, Bill Dalby is watching in Brantford on Game Plus. Thank you, Bill. I was thinking uh, think of you often. He writes in and uh, says, Brendan Shanahan runs the Toronto Maple Leafs. Signed, Bill in Brantford. I like Bill from Brantford. He, he sends us very good messages. Bill's a hockey guy. He gets it. Ah, by the way, here's an old one from August 8th, the last time you were on. I would like to see Serena on Hockey Night in Canada with her own segment. It would fill the coach's corner void. We know. Yeah. But thank you, Bill. Want her number? <laughs> Not you, Bill. Hockey Night in Canada. Bill's got his phone out. <laughs> That's what you did say to Kelly Rudy. When you pose for that, I should be on Hockey Night Canada with him. Yeah, yeah, he didn't disagree. Actually, I didn't disagree. no, 
What did Bill Lindsay say down here? Which, by the way, I was going to send Bill the link to today's show, and I, I should have. He's up there in Montana visiting Junie, his dad. He would enjoy this show. But over lunch at the beach house, he goes, hey, you should get back into broadcasting. And I, in my mind, I thought, she is. <laughs> but Bill, yeah, Bill's fantastic. What a, yeah. The greatest. He is probably the greatest. So Bill's dad, Junie, is 94, I think. And Junie comes and visits, and he came down to the beach house when we were doing the show there. And, uh... Gets a little handsy, but he's good. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Huggy, huggy. Yeah. yeah. No, he's a good one. He's a good one. It wasn't quite this hot, though, as you guys probably can see. Like, I'm going to go have a cup of hot coffee to cool down. Yeah. Oof. Uh, so Bill said that to Serena, he was quite impressed with her uh, appearance on the show and said you should get back into it. So whatever that means, we'll see. But we can't wait for Bill to get back to South Florida and go visit them. Twisted Mike writes in from Regina. He says, well, the Bomber fans are pretty cocky. <laughs> Regarding your don't get cocky comment. He goes, I love yeah. the riders to stick it in their faces. Would love to see Caleros go down on Sunday. Bombers aren't as good as they used to be. <laughs> Anything could happen. It's Labor Day. I've been to Labor Day games where the riders were in last place and the Bombers were in first and the riders kicked their ass. Twisted Mike. Um, Spoken like a true Ryder fan. Yep. Hope he goes down. He's also a Detroit Red Wings fan. Okay. Interesting. I was reading the game notes, and I'll be delving into them far more uh, before tomorrow's Football Friday. Jim Barker and Stevie Bags will be with us. But it's quite interesting that Zach Caleros has never, ever lost a Labor Day game. Never. And he's played with three different teams. What is it? Sask, Winnipeg, Hamilton. He's never lost a Labor Day game. That's pretty cool stat. And he's a cool guy. But in the time we have left with you, you are a Saskatchewan gal. Do you have a Labor Day classic memory? Did you go to any? Oh, Labor Day yeah, several. I think probably my favorite, this is going to sound really random, but my favorite memory from a Labor Day classic. I was sitting behind the Bombers bench and Todd Credenbrink was playing for Winnipeg. Indian head boy. Yeah. Uh, no, well, Wolseley. He's from Wolseley. So I knew Todd growing up and he was playing for Winnipeg and it was so cool because he pulled out his like handheld camcorder and was recording the fans at Taylor Field because growing up in Saskatchewan, that's a big deal. And I thought, how cool of him to do that. I just, I remember seeing him do it to this day. I thought that was really neat. Now the fans would think, what is he doing with a camcorder down on the bench? But I'll tell you a wild story. <laughs> Owen Nolan, I was doing an event with him. He did the exact same thing at the end of the gold medal game, mm -hmm. 2002 Olympics. Yeah. To the degree that he hadn't played a lot in the last 10 minutes for whatever reason. And he wasn't complaining. But when they knew that they were going to win with the last two minutes to go, he whipped out his camcorder, started filming, and Pat Quinn kicked him in the back <laughs> and said, get out there. He goes, I can't. I'm filming. <laughs> You're there to enjoy it, right? I love when people soak that stuff up. Like, I'm not a rider fan, but I've been there and just the crowd and, and being in the excitement and all that kind of stuff. It's just electric. It's like, go come down here, guys, sometime and go to a Dolphins game. Ooh. Just the people walking into the stadium. It's like tens of thousands of just walking down the street to get into the stadium because you generally have to park like a mile from the stadium. 
the electricity is next level. It's so cool because there's usually fans from the uh, a lot of fans from the other opposing team because it's so transient down here. Uh, I felt bad for the people that came to the Christmas Day game last year. Uh, the Dolphins were playing I uh, Green Bay, and um, it was terrible weather. I remember I was watching it on mm-hmm. TV. It was like cold. You don't come to Miami expecting to be cold. That was the coldest yeah. Christmas here in ages. I remember that morning being like, when is it going to warm up? It's freezing here. And I think Dolphins lost that yeah. day as well. Yeah. Well, I, Adrian Trelevin from Milestone, Saskatchewan came down. You might remember the message. He said, Rod, are you going to be at the Dolphins game on Christmas Day? I'm coming. I said, no, you sadist. It's Christmas Day. Not to mention your birthday. <laughs> but did watch it on television. I'm, I'm glad I'm not there. Oh, I would have never sat in that cold. Yeah. Ooh. Well, but on the uh, the reason I bring that up is the Bills were here third week of September last year. I think it was the home opener for the Dolphins. Maybe week their second home game. But Bills fans were passing out on the concourse. It was so hot. Yeah. So uh huh. I don't know what's the best. Maybe October or November. You can't find a happy medium here. It's always hot. But the thing with Hard Rock is everything's covered except for the field. So the seats are all covered. So if it rains, it only rains on the field. But clearly we're not in the direct sun and we are drenched. Like Rod is actually sitting on ice packs that I went and got from the freezer. I mean, it's that, like, it's so hot. You guys can't even imagine. So sitting out at a football game at Hard Rock, there's a little bit of time in the sun. What's up? No, this is so much fun. Oh, now now the Saskatchewan people are like, it's not cold. But it's it's funny. Uh, Hang on. So number one, uh, Craig from the Hockey Hall of Fame writes down, and Craig writes it. And I, Craig, I noticed you guys didn't come down to the Amerigold Hockey Tournament, the Latin America Hockey Tournament, which... Argentina won, by the way. They don't just know soccer, they know hockey. Craig says, lots of new viewers being joined by older and original viewers. Great show. Thank you, Craig. We'll get to these comments from Ryder fans in a second. They're all riled up. But Leanne says, define cold. I'll let you take a stab. I think Christmas Day this year in the morning, it was like 40 degrees. So imagine... Celsius, please. uh, Plus four? Um, Freezing. Imagine when we go from 75, 80 degrees, like it's typically 25 here, 20 to 25 Celsius in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so imagine the shock. Like I've lived in, I lived in Saskatchewan for 27 years. Don't think I don't know. In the middle of August, when you get a plus four day, everybody's bitching. It's cold. Um, It's put the damn doors on your Jeep cold. Wear some socks and your sandals oh, for the love of God. It's cold. Very unpleasant. But it, that was unseasonably cold. It's not yes. cold like that typically here. We'll be back with overtime right after this for OT Hockey Lanes. We're live on Game Plus, WQEE podcast, and YouTube Live. Okay, this is it. Overtime proudly brought to you by our friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, where skill and fun collide. 28th Street Northeast. 
like I say, an amusement park for hockey players. Check them out today. Guys, gals, this is when you should be shooting. Now, don't wait until the season starts. They can help you out with that, too. Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, 28th Street Northeast. Um, I will dip in and out of the comments as we go here. Uh, you understand that come tomorrow, we'll be full on college football, week one for most teams, CFL Labor Day Classic weekend, all of that. There's a lot of hockey here today. Um, Leanne says, when you're telling the world you're the loudest fans in Winnipeg, you're not. Ryder fans are the loudest because other teams' fans say so. Well, we did get out the decibel rating that one year, and Winnipeg won it. I refuse to acknowledge the results of the decibel reading, but I can tell you today, Winnipeg won. Jeff the Stamps fan says, McMahon is only expecting a high of 14 degrees and showers for the Labor Day Classic. That is cold after a hot summer. But let me guess, Jeff, you like that. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, boy. Monty in Saskatoon. Rod is working in the hot sun. Hi, Serena. You're looking good. Monty? Zip it. How about that? Allie in Texas says, I don't even want to think about the cold. It gets under 60 Fahrenheit, and I am not a happy camper. Moving on from the weather. Again, a lot of football tomorrow on a football Friday. That's why we named it as such. Sports update. Toronto FC romped to their first win in 13 games as new manager John Herdman was in attendance on Wednesday night. TFC beat the Philadelphia Union 3-1 for their first win since May 27th. Toronto sits last in Major League Soccer's Eastern Conference, and uh, John Herdman will officially take over in October. CF Montreal fell 2-0 to New York City FC. Montreal hosting the Columbus Crew in Quebec. On Saturday. Does that mean in Quebec City? Or obviously it would be in Quebec. Other games, because I'm a big soccer guy now. FC Cincinnati beat Atlanta United 2-1. Sorry about your luck, Ryan O'Radio. Charlotte FC tied Orlando City SC 1-1. Kind of digging that Charlotte FC if I wasn't into Inter-Miami. We went by the stadium. They play in the same stadium as the Carolina Panthers. And it looked like so darn much fun. Inter-Miami played last night and they tied Nashville 0-0. I'll just leave that there. How Messi didn't that? score. And I'm kind of surprised that I didn't see a lot of people... Uh, clad around here in pink and black because they did when they signed Messi and I saw like one guy on a home game day. This is something that everybody is talking about on the U.S. Sports Networks today. The University of Nebraska laid claim to the world record for the largest attendance at a women's sporting event with 92,003 people filling Memorial Stadium for the Cornhuskers volleyball match against Omaha 
The university took aim at the record last spring when it announced it would hold a day-long celebration of a sport that enjoys immense popularity in the state of fewer than 2 million people. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Sports update is for Landmark Cinemas. In theaters now, Gran Turismo. It's based on the unbelievable true story of a team of unlikely underdogs, a struggling working-class driver, a failed former race car driver, and an idealistic motorsport executive. Together, they risk it all to take on the most elite sport in the world, Gran Turismo in Landmark Cinemas. Now go check them out. One che last check of the EMJ Marketing text line, 902-518-3033. Oh, yeah, tons here. Greg in Winnipeg writes that he says, Fajardo may not play for the Riders anymore, but the Bombers still dominate him. Can you stop, guys? Chris Tom in uh, Heidelberg, Ontario, says the streak for Caleros. He has to lose sometime. Even The Undertaker lost eventually at WrestleMania. Go Riders. Chris in Heidelberg, Ontario. Last minute of play in hour one. Yeah, John Kirby has written in 13 times today telling us the Seattle Kraken have signed Oilers' Devin Shore to a one-year, two-way contract with a $775,000 average annual value. How could that be AAV when it's one year? I saw Listen, I saw it, John. It's not like I don't see these things. Jen from the Four Seasons wrote in and said, he won't be missed. But anyways, thanks for playing. As always, we love our dear audience, viewers and listeners. Thank you, Ryan in New York. Says, enjoy the rest of your Thursday, everybody. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Be safe. Take care of yourself and each other. And we'll see you at noon Eastern here tomorrow on Game Plus and Key Radio. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>